Welcome to the Evangel Palatine podcast for week two of the Won't You Be My Neighbor series. Today, Pastor Ron sits down with Pastor Trenton and Pastor Richard and Victoria Williams for a conversation titled, Welcome to the Neighborhood. Oh man, I'm so excited to be with you this morning. I miss you all so much and I love you very much. If I could, I'd reach right through the screen this morning and give you a huge bear hug. Uh, for the record, my name is Ron Heitman. I'm the lead pastor here at Evangel Church, and I'm going to preach in just a moment, but let me prepare you for the best experience possible here. Grab your Bible, grab your device, follow scriptures, and mark them as we go, or even jot down a note or two. There's a Bible app that you can enjoy and follow along with the notes there, but whatever you do, if you're watching on Facebook, share. If you're on YouTube, copy that link and send it to somebody. And here's a real special thing that we really want to help you with. If you have a prayer request, just type the word prayer and we will reach out to you. And especially if you're new to Evangel over the, this week or the last few weeks, would you just take a moment to type new? And we would love to just reach out and show the love of God to you any way we can. Now, here's a switch for all of us. If you have a question, just hit pause. I, this happened this past week uh, on our Good Friday service. One of our families, as we were participating in communion, they literally hit pause because the kids had questions and they had a great family moment. And then they pushed play and they were fine. So talk among yourself. Let's take full advantage of this window of engagement and interaction with each other. So as we move on to our message this morning, we're on this theme of won't you be my neighbor? Last week, of course, with Easter, our message was all about the resurrection of Jesus, the most beautiful day in the neighborhood. And we just talked real briefly about how God has a plan for our lives, that God transforms chaos into beautiful life, and how God is recalibrating his creation. Everyone all across the world and his church, God is at work with us. This week, I don't want to just figuratively slap you on the back and say, you know, you're going to make it. I want to give you something this week to apply and take action on it. I want you to soar. I, I really just want to encourage you this week, but I also want to equip you. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 10. There's a great story. Many may even have heard of it. Jesus is asked in this story by a lawyer one day, how do I inherit eternal life? You know, it's great to have Pastor Trenton, our executive pastor, and our pastors from our Palatine campus, uh, Richard and Victoria, with us today. And I just want to ask you guys, just let's interact a moment. And maybe people at home want to interact about the same kind of question. Mm -hmm. I think people are asking God questions and eternal life questions at this moment in our culture. I would say probably more now than ever. Um, yeah. I think yeah. people are asking those questions like they've never asked before. I mean, if you think about it. All our worldly idols have been taken, you know, sports, restaurants, yeah. music, everything's shut down right. and we've been taken down to our core. <laughs> what do we really believe? Yeah. Like, if this virus was to come, what, what would that impact? Where would I be going? Mm -hmm. I just think people well, are thinking. And I think that even the people who aren't really familiar with church or they're not familiar with the things of God, if right. nothing else, they're at least asking the question, what does this all mean? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. What does this mean for me? Point. And what does this mean for our world? Yeah. Which is kind of a way of asking about eternal life, mm -hmm. right. even though they may not know how to ask that question. Right. Right. Yeah. So, well, I've even heard, is this the end of the world? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people are asking the questions. And that's important. So good. 
Jesus responded to the lawyer's question by asking, what does the law say? And the lawyer's answer was a good one. He said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, Jesus affirmed him. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. And then he said, do this and you will live. Right. And then the lawyer asked, who is my neighbor? Right. Well, let's pause there for a second. Why don't you think about that? Who is your neighbor? Now, immediately we think of people right maybe next door to us, but we have neighbors. I'll let you guys take a tackle at that. Uh, Richard, Victoria, give us some insight on who your neighbor is. Well, we can't talk about neighbors if we don't talk about our actual next door neighbor, yeah. and it's Kevin. Yeah, we love Kevin. We love Kevin. I love Kevin. Well, Richard really loves Kevin because Kevin mows our lawn in the summer. He cleans our driveway okay. when it's snow time. Don't expose me too much. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you my address after this. But all joking aside, that's how our relationship forms, and uh, yeah. to give that we launched the campus and Kevin was there on day one, right. actually just to support oh, us. Um, but he's been there, but actually we've seen how the Lord has really impacted his life and he actually gave his life to Jesus wow. this year at the campus. Oh, so thank God. It is, That's we're awesome. very blessed to have a wonderful, but it was all born out of great friendship yeah. and uh, plowing my snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to share, one of, one of my great neighbors is Kelton. He's my buddy, mm. lives across the street, his wife Hilda, great family. And uh, on Saturdays, We've been taking walks together early in the morning. Nice. And uh, I think we, we did two miles this past week. Wow. It's just great. And we solve the world's problems yeah, during that walk. I just <laughs> went down. We talk about the Lord. We talk about issues and our families. And uh, yeah. I keep him in prayer because he's my neighbor. And awesome. he's even got uh, one of our Won't You Be My Neighbors uh, sign. He helped us out with some snow shoveling and stuff, especially go. in a season when Hannah was, was pregnant. Wow. Um, so that was really That's meaningful sweet. to us. Yeah. But um, uh, Patty, if you're watching, shout out to you. Hey, Patty. <laughs> hey, Patty. <laughs> you know, uh, Jesus answered this lawyer's question of who my neighbor was by telling a story. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was a master storyteller. It's the story of the Good Samaritan. It's found in, uh, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. So take a moment, pause if you need to, and get to that and look at that story. As we read the story, the neighbor, who, which initially appears we think is the neighbor, uh, he's literally on a trip from Jerusalem to Jericho, which is actually, if you go to Israel, it's a very difficult path. And uh, he was robbed and he was hurt really bad and was left for dead. Yeah. That's what's found in Luke chapter 30, or verse 10, verse 30. Mm -hmm. And uh, this possible neighbor, we think, is the key player of the story. Mm -hmm. And he ends up uh, being visited, so to speak, by three characters. The first being a Levite, kind of a spiritual guy. Mm -hmm. The second being a religious person, a priest. Yeah. But both of those men see him literally dying on the side of the road, and they just pass by on yeah. the other side. Mm -hmm. The third man, who was a Samaritan, and if, if it was a caste system kind of day, he would have been in the lower yeah. caste portion of yeah. society and culture. Mm -hmm. And he goes out of his way. He takes him. He cares for him. He bandages his wounds. He takes him to a nearby place, sets him up, and makes sure all the bill is paid for. Mm -hmm. And if there was more, he would come back and mm -hmm. take care of it. Incredible. He just was an incredible person mm -hmm. to this individual. 
And by the end of the story, we find out Jesus lets us know the real neighbor was the Samaritan right. in this story. Yeah. You know, Trenton, we're playing off this theme of won't you be my neighbor? And obviously, Mr. Rogers, pretty iconic. Yeah, absolutely. So. He had actually, um, I wanted to read a quote because he had a really good perspective on who our neighbors really are. You right. know, that's a good yeah. question. And, and he made a statement that was just really profound. He says, neighbors are people who live close to each other. Neighbors look at each other. Mm. They talk to each other. They listen to each other. That's how they get to know each other. Mm. True. It's just so simple, but yeah. so profound. Yeah. You were sounding like a little bit like Fred there. I mean, that was pretty awesome. That was good. Uh, let's, let's talk about that a second. What does that statement kind of look like lately to not just us, but to all the people watching all across the country, all across the world. What's that like been trying to look at your neighbors and engage when we've been in this distancing kind of setting? Mm. I don't know about for you guys, but I know for me, um, part of it has looked like being maybe a little bit more present in my own neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, just mm -hmm. realizing how much you take that for granted or yeah. you just you miss yeah. opportunities to interact or, or get to know people in your neighborhood and then on the other side of that with some of like our friends uh, i know hannah and i have really taken advantage of technology and so we've had to do yeah. things like board games over zoom yeah. or yeah. have That's you know cool. which is <laughs> fun it's yeah. not quite the same it's but it's yeah. still something right i'm not and, winning and i'm not winning hey listen just winning. put your phone here and you cheat <laughs> if, I'm, if i'm about to lose i just close the laptop connection that's at least i mean some of what i feel like it looks like in this context yeah. for for us is yeah how do we how do we make time to listen to one another and that's actually cute. pay attention to one. I think it's brought an awareness of having neighbors, if I'm brutally honest, because you're usually sure. you're in and out of your home, in the car and right. out. Yeah. And suddenly we're all walking a little bit more and we're noticing, hey, I have more neighbors than I realize. And it's and there, again, there's an openness to just saying hello and how are you? And it's just using that intentional opportunity just to say hello and get to know them yeah. a little bit more, you know? It's true. I got to jump on that. I really believe the nemesis of the neighborhood is the garage door opener. Yeah. You think about it, we can go right in, exactly. door shuts, we're safe mm -hmm. in our house, we don't ever interact. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's even more so notable when we know we can't do what we would like to mm -hmm. do. And there's so much power in just saying hi. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Just as somebody walks by, hey, how are you? Mm -hmm. Right, there's or so even much a power. Smile. Yeah. Absolutely. Just yeah. kind word, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that makes me ask the question who's the neighborhood? Yeah. Mm. Who's the neighborhood? Mm. Can I introduce everybody to the greatest neighborhood on the planet? The greatest neighborhood is the Church of Jesus. Amen. Notice I didn't mention a pastor's name. Yeah. I didn't mention a denomination. I didn't mention a doctrine about what we have to believe. I'm talking about the Church of the mm. Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. Yeah. And it makes us ask another question. Who makes up that church? Right. Who is the Church mm -hmm. of Jesus? And a simple definition, you can see it there on your screen. The church is people, any person who authentically believes in Christ and who follows a way that literally lives in a, a way that follows Jesus' example. It's so important. And as we run on this Mr. Rogers things a little bit, when we study him, 
a little bit and how his life impacted so many generations, yeah. not just one generation, multiple generations. He had three things that he tried to do, not just on his show, when he interacted with people, right. when other people just met him on the street or talked with him, interviewers, everybody. This was the three things he did. First, he made each person feel valued and loved. Secondly, he helped each person understand and manage their feelings. Mm -hmm. And third, he encouraged each person to love and respect one another. That's so good. Wow. I, I want you guys to know a little secret about me, okay? I've had some great heroes in my life. A lot of them were sports heroes. Uh, I've got spiritual heroes. There's probably one of the greatest moments of my life when I got to hear Billy Graham at a crusade. Oh, wow. It really, I was wow. by myself wow. and I just wanted to go and experience awesome. the power of Christ in his, this man's life. But can I tell you, probably one of my greatest heroes, and I don't think I've ever articulated this, but I think Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, is one of my greatest heroes. You know why? Because he convicts me. Yeah. He convicts me more than most grandiose type names that you hear of or talk about or read about. Yeah. He was an absolute genius. You guys, this is kind of, okay, this is minutia, but he was six foot tall. Wow. And he weighed 143 pounds. And when he was asked about that, he would say, this is somebody, he would say, 143 exactly. Yeah. That was his always constant, it was about 143 exactly. Huh. Because... This is his mind. This is his genius in his mind. The digits of the numbers matched the letters of the words, I love you. Oh, wow. <laughs> and guys, I just want you to know, friends, hear this loud and, loud and clear. Man, he used his platform on public broadcast mm -hmm. television. Mm -hmm. His red little sweater his little train, his little hand puppets to subliminally tell the world the gospel of That's Jesus. So cool. wow. He was a Lutheran pastor. He was phenomenal. And I just want you to know, he was awesome. And I want you to know, for me, hear this today, from the neighborhood, it's not about me. It's not about everybody else. This is about the neighborhood, the church of Jesus, because that's what he was really integrating within his teaching yeah. that Jesus loves you yeah. and he values you, that Jesus understands you in your emotions, yeah. in your feelings. Jesus wants every person to not only be loved and respected, but he wants people to love and respect one another. Yeah. Yeah. Let's engage about the neighborhood just a moment and the power and the action steps of that neighborhood, the church. You know, the Bible describes the church as the family of God, or even more powerful, the body of Christ. Right. First thought I want to leave with people today is the church should make each person feel valued and loved. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Victoria, how's that uh, important, do you think, to people now in this setting that we're in? Gosh, I mean, I think now more than ever before, people yeah. are needing to feel that love and that value and that appreciation from others. And to be honest, I, I feel like all of our emotions, they're, they're, they're just super raw. Our heart is super vulnerable. And I, I think, you know, all of us feel that vulnerability. All of us feel that need for love, but 
One of the groups in particular that I just want to call out are, are the seniors. Yeah. They're the ones that are isolated at home and probably needing that love, that value and appreciation mm-hmm. from us. So if there's a senior that you know, reach out to them, call them and just see how they are, text and, and just just engage with them yeah. because I think they really need that. That is so good. Yeah. That's so good. Our second takeaway today is the church should help each person understand and manage their feelings. Mm-hmm. I believe people's feelings are all over the place. What yeah. do you think some of those feelings are? Fear, for yeah. sure. Worry. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Yeah. Stress. Yeah, absolutely. How, how can we help people, Richard? How can we help people with these feelings? Um, I'm a big advocate that God gave us two ears and one mouth. Yeah. And I think we need to listen. Huge. Yeah. I think we need to take this time Very to just listen to people. It's powerful because people, they feel like that sense of being trapped and, in, mm. and enclosed and isolated. Right. And people need to talk. And it's a great opportunity. People are open right now. And we should just be asking good questions, using personal testimony when it's relevant, how God's helping us through this time. Good, yeah. And then most importantly, say, can I pray for you? Yeah. There Excellent. is nothing more important than just telling somebody, do you know what I just want to tell you? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for your family. People will be all over that. Or even better, just pray for them right there. Yeah. yeah. I've done that. Right I've, I've, I've caught a couple of business people off guard where I said, can I just pray for you? Yep. Yeah. Let, let's let's try to show them we care. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Third takeaway is the church should encourage each person to love and respect one another. Mm-hmm. How can we do that? Well, How can we show each other? I think that one of the most practical things in relationships that we can do, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your friends, whether it's just people you've met or maybe even your enemies, right? Like I think that it's working to formulate the the trust, the commun- communication and the respect of one another because when you have those things, then there is a genuine love that develops yeah. inside of you for them. And I don't want to go too long because I feel like we could talk forever about right. what it means to love one another and respect one another. And so we'll spend more time on that next week. You got to tune in next Sunday because I That's definitely nice. think we need to talk a little bit more about yeah. practically how do we yeah. love one another. Yeah. Right. You guys, in this story of the Good Samaritan, the Jesus story, he's shouting these themes yeah. from the rooftop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's shouting that. And Victoria, you know, I know Mr. Rogers passed away, mm. but uh, what do you think he might say in a, in a season like this? Mm. What, right. would, what would he say? Actually, if you don't mind, can I read a quote that he Absolutely. had mentioned? Absolutely, that'd be great. He had said, when I was a boy, I would see scary things in the news. Mm. My mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And to this day, especially in times of disaster like this one today, I remember my mother's words, and I am always comforted by realizing that there are still so many helpers, so many caring people in this world. Wow. Oh, that is good. so rich. Yeah. That is so good. powerful. I think that's a shout out to moms and dads right yeah. now, right. trying to help yep. explain things to their kids. Wow. Look for the helpers. That's, that's right. good. so good. Can I say this? The caring people of the world, the helpers, are the neighborhood called the church. Amen. And I just want to close with an idea and thought and challenge here that God is not expecting us to do this on our own. This isn't the first time the church has been put on hold by God. As a matter of fact, Acts chapter one, verse four, Jesus said, shelter in Jerusalem, okay? (laughs) Don't leave, you're quarantined. And there were 120 people of that early church that were in the same room, Mm -hmm. the upper room. Mm -hmm. 
He commanded them to wait. Mm. And then he promised, you will receive power mm. when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses Amen. in Jerusalem and all throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the world, the ends of the earth. Can I just tell you, I'm praying right now for our church yeah. and every church across the globe yeah. that the power of God would show up. Amen. That literally today in your home, that the presence of the Holy Spirit would fill the room where you're at. Amen. And that God would do something in your heart so you realize the influence and the power of your life as a part of the church of Jesus. God's given us some action steps. He wants us to be full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I want to ask you that you would pray that the Holy Spirit would fill you Amen. and talk to people this week. Let them know how much you love and value them. Help others understand their emotions and feelings and encourage somebody. Encourage others to model love and respect to one another. And how you do that is you model it. Mm -hmm. That's right. And invite someone of all things. I pray that people would do this. Invite somebody to the neighborhood. Yeah. Ask them to give their life to Jesus. Amen. Last week when we were talking about this, as I was watching the service, obviously like everybody else was, kind of knew what was going to go on, you know. <laughs> I found myself on my knees in my room. Nobody else was there at this service. And I'm on my knees praying, God, please let somebody give their heart to Jesus. Yeah. And I've heard reports not only from Evangel Church, but literally all over the planet of people giving their hearts to Jesus. And I just want to say to you today, with all the emotions and all the feelings and all the struggle that's going on, would you consider opening your heart to Jesus? Would you ask Jesus to come into your life today? Would you ask him to do these simple things? Please, Jesus, forgive me. Please, Lord, come into my life. Change my life. Let me be what you want me to be. From this day forward, I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross and you rose from the dead. And I want you to lead my life for the rest of my life and take me someday to heaven. I just pray right now, Jesus, for everyone that's listening and watching. May their lives be changed. May somebody be so bold to simply type in pray. And let us be able to somehow reach them, connect them with the love of Christ and show them that we do care and we do love them and we want the best life for them as they serve Jesus. God, we thank you. Fill us with your spirit. Let us impact people's lives. Let the power of the Holy Spirit work through us this week. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, hey, we... Uh... We just want to take a moment and uh, say, if you made that decision, as we were praying right then, if you have decided in your heart that you need to follow Jesus and you're surrendering to him, then right now, I want you to simply type in the chat, I decided, I oh. decided. And we will reach out to you because there is literally nothing that means more to us than helping somebody come into that relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we want to help you. We want to partner with you in that and do our part to just help you on that journey. Uh, we know that it's not going to make everything in your life perfect or easy, and we understand that. But what it does is it connects you to the source of God himself. 
and it connects you to the power of the local church. And so we want to be there to support you again. Just type I decided so that we can connect with you about that decision. If you need prayer, type prayer in there. And if you're new, type new in there because we want to make sure that we stay engaged and interacting with you during this time when we can't gather together. It will be soon that we will be together again in person and we can't wait for that. We look forward to that. We know that you are looking forward to that as well. And as soon as we can figure out that moment of when we will gather, we're going to let you know so that you can be with us again in person on a Sunday morning. Now, here's the challenge for you this week. The, the practical, most simple thing that I can think of that we can ask of each person watching, and that is this. This week in your neighborhood, I want you to try to meet five awesome. people. I want you to meet five people that you can get to know their name, find out where they live around you, and, and interact with them just a little bit. I, it doesn't need to be some crazy thing. I'm not asking you to try to lead five people to Jesus. I just want you to meet five people. And then next week, we're going to talk more about how we can love and serve the people around us. We're so grateful that you have made time to be a part of Church Online with us. Please know that we're praying for you, that we care about you, and that Jesus really loves you. God bless. We'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us for this awesome discussion, neighbors. Tune in next week for part three of this Won't You Be My Neighbor series. And be sure to follow our social media pages for news and special events like the London's Calling series by Pastor Richard. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash evangelpalatine or on Instagram at instagram.com slash evangel.palatine. Until next time, neighbors, be blessed.